0: Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio, and now here is your host, Brian K. Wright.
1: Hello, and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here. This is going to be a really amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly. I promise this is going to be a really fun and informative hour. It's going to be absolutely terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things that I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I generally do this every single week. As we celebrate this July 4th Independence Day here in the United States, I just want to encourage us to think about how freedom isn't really truly free, whether that freedom applies to our country or even to our own personal lives. In order to achieve true freedom, it involves making a lot of small choices as as well as some very large choices, too. Uh, this is a really, There's a really good chance that some of these choices will not be convenient. In fact, those choices can also involve huge sacrifices. Those who founded our country and signed the Declaration of Independence knew that putting their name on that document made them immediate targets if they were ever discovered. Many of them experienced great personal hardships and even death afterwards, yet they chose to live by the conviction in their hearts, and we get to experience the benefit of that freedom as a result. That being said, don't let anyone take away any of the freedom Uh, that you've been given. If you ever feel like your rights are being taken away from you, don't be afraid to speak up. Being successful in any endeavor means that you must stand up for yourself. Not doing so means that you are letting others choose for you, and that means giving up your personal power. Don't let that happen. You were born with a very great and powerful purpose. Exercise the freedom to choose your path. If anything is holding you back, figure that part out and go for it. You will be so glad you did. With that in mind, I do want to introduce my very special guest this week. His name is Brad Axelrad. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Since he was a young man, Brad faced fear head on. A natural-born leader and rebel, he's always followed his heart. He believes deeply that each and every one of us has a unique genius, voice, and passion. And when we face our fears and tap into that voice, the sky is absolutely the limit. Knowing from his own life experience, facing your own brilliance head on, and being frightened by how powerful we truly are, we can freeze up and not Not go after our dreams. He firmly believes there's no worse a life lived than one where we die with our voice still inside us. He works with coaches, consultants, and other visionary entrepreneurs to face their fears and become successful doing what they truly want to do, sharing their voice to benefit others. Having created proven models and systems to get his clients' results faster and with more certainty, they step powerfully into their voice and deliver the transformation they have deep down been yearning to deliver. Brad is a founding member of the Association of Transformational Leaders and has been featured on NBC Nightly News, PBS Television, the LA Times, and many other media outlets. He currently resides in Costa Rica, catalyzing leaders and leading them on spiritual adventures. We will discuss all of this and so much more on today's show. Brad, how are you today?
2: Amazing, man. It's so good to be here.
1: Yeah, it's good to have you here. This has been a while in the plans, and we finally found time to make this happen. So my very special guest this week is Brad Axelrad. Tell us, Brad, a little bit about your background. What brought you from where you were to where you are and maybe some of the things that you overcame and learned along the way?
2: Yeah, you know, it's uh, where to begin. I think the, the, the simplest answer is massive pain, Right, like, how do so many of us get on this this path of transformation, or uh, doing the inner work of of uh, self transformation, and you know, I really just uh, couldn't quite put the pieces together for a long time, and and uh, you know, finally did at least externally, I'd created a lot of success externally, a lot of real estate, and whatever whatever success looks like for for most people, it's almost always externalization of of uh, generating or creating wealth of some sorts or success in relationship. And I had had all those things, or at least we, that was my defini- definition of success when I had moved to uh, uh, Southern California. I'd, I was living the beach life, had the convertible BMW, multiple homes, and was traveling between Las Vegas and California between our homes and traveling the world. And you know, and, and eventually that just didn't work anymore. All all of that self indulgence and, and sort of acquisition didn't fill me up anymore. And then my dad died, and that changed everything. Once my dad died, I was just on a totally different trajectory.
1: Wow. That that must have been incredibly rough
2: well you know it's it's it 's those defining amazing defining moments in our lives that are incredibly painful that that craft who we truly are and who we're meant to be in the world at, at our deepest heart's sort of purpose from a purposeful place absolutely
1: yeah, so how did you choose to redefine that moment to something more empowering
2: Well, you know you can only do so much consumption or acquisition at least in my experience, you know it 's like How much can you chase the dragon? You know, uh, you know, my brand's face your dragon. The other side of it is chasing the dragon. And how much can you chase the dragon before it essentially either turns on you and burns you, or it just eludes you forever? And you know, it was I was at this place of like, man, I just can't do any more motocross. Like I was a semi-professional motocross racer. I was snow skiing forty plus days a year in Lake Tahoe and traveling the world and all the cars and motorcycles and boats and jet skis and you know food and drugs and alcohol it's like how much of that can you do before it finally just is enough and uh you know what happened when my dad died is like i really took a hard look at everything i was doing all of this sort of hazardous you know self-indulgence and thought man you know all that's left at this stage in my life is to be a vessel of service to humanity that's what's next you know and uh and I was wailing on my hallway floor in my condo in 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 uh, Orange County, California, just wailing, grieving the darkest grief of my life. And I was begging the universe for my purpose to show up. And within eight weeks of of literally wailing on my floor, I manifested NBC Nightly News, and that was the beginning of a whole new trajectory in my life.
1: Wow, that's absolutely fantastic. And I know that you got to be interviewed for an hour on PBS as well in front of millions and millions of people. How did that opportunity come to you? Because that's just amazing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, NBC News, NBC Nightly News. And when we started at the top, we had had national media attention for this group. I created uh, a book study group on asking it is given and the secret and the law of attraction. And uh, we happened to do a press release literally right within the day or two of all the the stars of the secret going on oprah so i mean that was not by design we didn't even know they were going on oprah but we did a press release boom nbc nightly news i'm on national media leading a group of 40 uh, entrepreneurs in orange county and then uh pbs a local pbs station reached out uh you know right after that got on pbs in front of eight million people it aired out to eight million people And then USC News came and did a piece on us, L.A. Times, uh, Orange County Register, meetup group, uh, organizer of the week worldwide out of 50,000 groups at that point. Um, You know, I mean, it just snowballed. That was the beginning of, uh, you know, I'd always wanted to be a thought leader. I'd been leading the Hoffman Institute for two years. Uh, I was a graduate facilitator there for two years. Incredible training there. Mm. Um, Yeah, just all, all led down this path of transformation, all part of it.
1: That's fantastic. And you also produced live events. You brought people together. You got speakers and you got people to come to these events. What was all of that like?
2: Yeah, so that started with these, you know, these book study groups. The, the eighth week of of the book study group, we had NBC Nightly News out and and the group just kept growing and growing and growing. It got so big. We had to move from the chiropractic office we were in. You know, we could only fit about 50 people in there. And then eventually we had a grand opening event at, at uh, what then was the, the Learning Center in Orange County in Irvine. And that, that held about 250 people. And we had a 200-plus uh, grand opening event uh, with my dear friend Pat Finn, who was the host of the California Lottery Big Spin TV show. He was the host of Shop Till You Drop and many, many game shows. He's a very well-known celebrity, on uh, on uh, especially in game shows. Yeah. Uh, and he was our guest speaker. And, yeah, I mean, that, that just launched into, geez, I mean, I've had had, had at, that of, at my event some of the biggest names in the industry. Michael Gerber of E-Myth. You know, I've interviewed Don Miguel Ruiz of Four Agreements, Gay Hendricks. I mean, a lot of these people are my friends. And, yeah, t- almost 200 live events later. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's, the, that's the live event history. Not a big fan of those anymore. I kind of burned out on those.
1: Sure, and uh, let me just ask you: When you do reach that burnout stage, I mean, we all know when we know we don't want to do something anymore. But how did you deal with that? I mean, what was your next move?
2: Yeah, really good question, man. For everybody out there, you know, I realistically, we all want to have the life that I've created for myself now. At least, I think I think most people do, and that's being uh, you know geographically independent. I basically live. Uh, in the jungle, I'm staring out at this gorgeous canopy right now. In the jungle, in a big, beautiful home in Costa Rica, uh, and you know, the pivot for me was how do I get out of having a physically tied, you know, you know location of a business? And uh, for me, that was diving in and crafting a message. And like I'd mentioned, the Face Your Dragon message was born. Um, and really, it's creating that virtual business that creates a bigger, broader scope of transformation that's unique to your specific life history and pain. And, you know, there's a common theme in our lives. And for me, it was, it was, it was uh, facing fear and having the courage to, you know, get on the start line of, uh, of a motocross race, which is, the, you know, the number one rated most challenging sport on the planet, um, you know, and skiing steeps in, in Tahoe and, you know, basically having the courage to take the leap face my fears, and build my ideal life, I should say not even my ideal business, my ideal life, and getting over the addictions that keep us stuck and sort of tied. And we'll talk more about that, just sort of the neuroscience and the the addiction aspects of uh, what keeps us stuck.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I've heard it said, and I think it's very wise, that you should create a lifestyle uh, first – and a business second, because a lot of people create their business and then hope to create a lifestyle around their business. But what they really ought to be doing is figure out what kind of a lifestyle they want to lead and then make the business fit what you really want to do in your life.
2: Oh, 100%. I mean, I've I've always been so focused on setting myself free. Everything I've been focused on is freedom. And you're absolutely right. That's That's a great sequence. I've never heard it framed that way.
1: You bet. Yeah, I... I went to, uh, I've been to James Malinczak's events a few times and he talks about that because a lot of people do tend to make that mistake. They have the business and then they try to figure out how to, how to live a life around the business where it really should be, well, no, figure out what kind of a life you want to live and then make the business fit around your lifestyle. And Of course, you got to make the money to make that happen, Uh, but we will talk more about that and so much more when we come back from our break. My very special guest this week is Brad Axelrad, and we are going to talk about location independence. We're going to talk about facing your dragons and your fears. He coaches a lot of people on how to do this, and we will dive headlong into this when we come back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. Be right back.
0: is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? Smartguy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves the smart guy. Smartguy.com.
1: And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brad Axelrad. We are going to talk about facing your dragons here in a moment. Meanwhile, if you want to find me on Facebook, you certainly can find me. I do have a Facebook page called Success Profiles Radio, conveniently enough. You can also find me on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Just search for Brian K. Wright. My profile picture across all social media is exactly the same. You can also download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes anytime you like. You can uh, do that for free, and if you'd like to leave a review, that would mean a lot. Uh, we've been on the "What's Hot" on on uh, iTunes in Careers uh, for almost, you know, for a little over four years, and that is just so impressive and meaningful to me. So, your support is greatly appreciated. I also do have a uh, coaching program where I help people write their book. If you are a first-time author looking to write a nonfiction book, I'd love to explore that idea with you. You can email me Brian at com and I'll be glad to. Um, schedule a, a discovery session with you, and we can talk about what it is you'd like to do and i 'll honestly tell you whether it 's something that I can help you with all right so let 's continue our discussion with brad axelrad and let 's talk about facing your dragons. What exactly does that mean first of all, I think it's a f- foundationally uh, important that we do that first
2: yeah, you bet you know a lot of my studies have been in Joseph Campbell and, uh, Campbell and similar work like that. And there's a quote that I just love and based the whole entire platform on finding, facing, and riding your dragon. So finding your fear, facing your fear, and ultimately integrating it. But what Joseph mentions is uh, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. So what we were talking about on break is like what what you're most afraid of is almost always your biggest gift to humanity and your and your biggest money maker. So for example, mine was the fear of public speaking. So here I am thrusted onto national media 8 weeks into producing these events and I'm completely mortified, but I stepped up and did it anyway. And where did that lead? It led to PBS. It led to 200 live events. It led to me becoming a founding uh, member of the Association of Transformational Leaders with the likes of Jack Canfield and Gay Hendricks and Don Miguel Ruiz and Marshall Weeder. I mean, some of the biggest names in our industry, Mari Smith. So twice a year, we all get together, about 60 of us, and, and exchange ideas and thoughts and how we're going to create more transformation in the world. But the bottom line is what you are most afraid of is the juice in your life so what you might be doing is sedating yourself with drugs or alcohol or you might be addicted to something else it could be pornography it could be adrenaline it could be drama whatever it is you're either distracting or avoiding your highest and greatest most leveraged opportunity in the world because it's the most scary
1: Mm. and do you think that we distract ourselves subconsciously on purpose
2: well, that that was an oxymoron almost. If it's subconsciously on purpose, uh, I would I would True. say you're right. I would say yeah. that it is. Uh, it, it's just a it's a survival mechanism. Honestly, we're we're afraid to die. I mean, you know, public speaking is more more people are afraid of public speaking than dying, right? So that survival mechanism of fight, flight, or freeze happens to us. So a, a, oftentimes the way we will flight is with whatever just addiction or distraction we have. It could be Facebook. It could be television. We just numb out. However we self-medicate or anesthetize, I firmly believe, right on the other side of that, if you can go sober for, say, 30 days or three years, like I did a 24-month sober celibacy, and, uh, man, I'll tell you, I sat in my crap for a long time. I felt everything, the good, the bad, and from that, I was able to dis- make the distinction or distinguish where I was uh uh distracting myself for my highest uh, purpose on the on the planet.
1: Wow. That is absolutely incredible. Now I'm sure that took a lot of uh mental capacity to to go through something like that. It's almost like you're fasting from something.
2: Uh, it's I mean there there's so much uh withdrawal on on so many levels. Like, you know, I mean I even did a Candida cleanse during that point where you're where you're withdrawing from sugar. Uh, yeah, really intense. You know, not everybody wants to go that extreme or needs to go that extreme, but some people need to to really sort of, you know, punch, the, punch their ego enough times to sort of have it surrender and soften to allow the, your highest and best through.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so, Brad, what are some of the dragons that we tend to face? I mean, are there clusters or categories of these or are there specific ones?
2: You bet. So I've come up with five of the main dragons that I've found in working with thousands of people throughout the years, either one-on-one in groups and masterminds and live events. There's five main dragons that I've found that keeps thought leaders stuck from taking action and building their platform or amplifying their message in a much bigger way. So the first one is this. You'll be found out as an imposter fraud. So the imposter syndrome, who am I to do this you know, there's a million other people out there that that know this information far better than me. You know, maybe I should just wait and I'll go, uh, uh, you know, distract myself in some way, whatever that looks like before I build my platform. Right. Um, the second one, should I go through all of them, Brian? Or sure, what, what go ahead. Okay. Absolutely. So the, second, the second one is you won't have enough clients, right? So that when you put yourself out there, people won't want what you're offering. So you build your platform, you, you, you know, whatever it is, you, you create your live event. People don't show up. You you know you build this entire system or marketing funnel or whatever it is. You, you create a podcast or a radio show like this, and uh, people don't buy from you. Like you know yeah. that's it's crazy. You Spend all this time and energy and money building something and nobody buys. Yeah.
1: Okay, can I jump? Can I jump off you on bet. that one before we you continue? Bet. Where is the fine line between somebody? I think someone doesn't want what I want to offer them versus. I haven't tried hard enough or long enough to know the answer to that question.
2: Man, I love that question. Here's why. You know, so many people will uh, enthusiastically run in the wrong direction. I got that from Alex Mendozian. And they build something. Um, and, and instead of taking the, the time to keep fine-tuning it and testing it and tweaking it and really grinding it out, they'll jump ship and jump onto the next shiny object. I mean, how many people do we see do that? They build something. And then next thing you know, six months, a year later, they've got some whole new thing they're doing, especially, and I love uh, folks who are successful in network marketing and do it correctly, but the ones that aren't doing it correctly jump from one to the next to the next to the next, just from the next shiny object. They're dopamine addicts, right? And we can talk more about how we're addicted biochemically in in a bit.
1: Yeah, I see that on Facebook too. I mean, I see people who you know they're doing one business or one opportunity and then you know a couple months later they're onto something else and then a couple months later they're onto something else it makes me not want to work with them at all because there's no reliability there how do i know that if i join whatever you're doing that you're going to just leave me high and dry in just you know 6 or 8 weeks that that's not very comforting
2: hundred percent. You can't rest in, in someone who, I mean, even in relationship, for example, a a man or woman who's bouncing from one to the next to the next without any, you you can't rely on that. Right. Even friends. Right.
1: right? Exactly. Exactly. Right. So number one was uh, the imposter syndrome. Number two is how do I know if someone really wants what I have to offer? What's number three?
2: Yeah, that you'll play small and not charge what, you, what you're worth. So essentially, yeah, you'll discount your fees. You'll, you know, oh my gosh, this person isn't going to buy. Let me, let me just completely drop my fees. And, you know, in that conversation of the enrollment conversation, I mean, I'll catch myself even still doing this. Like, uh, I don't know, they're wavering. Used to be a lot more. You know, now I just, oh, I just hold my ground. I know the value I provide in the marketplace, which is, which is a lot of value with this quiz funnel. And it really... Um, you know it, it's it's up to me to hold the transformation their highest and best in them for them to feel that in me mm-hmm. to charge what i know i'm worth right so yeah. really really it's a self esteem thing
1: yeah it really it, is it it really really is and i think sometimes and i've had this discussion with several people on my show people think that a lot of other people buy on price and if you want to attract the type of client that you really really want that's not the way to go it's about providing more value not cutting your price
2: it's exactly right. So, so I mean, I over deliver big time in everything I'm up to. Like if, if someone's going to get a 45 minute or 60 minute session with me, that's normally 75 minutes, 90 minutes. You know what I mean? I mean, just yeah. always just over deliver and have their best interest in heart. I mean, I'm in this, we're in this business, Brian, to create transformation on the planet. Yes. We're, tr- we want to make money and get rich and we're doing whatever we can to do that, of course. But, I mean, we're here to provide value because our deepest heart wants to actually provide value to somebody. So, yeah. And that comes yeah. from charging charging what you're worth. I mean, there's there's that self-respect aspect that really is in alignment with that. So, yeah.
1: I remember the first time I got to experience working with you, you showed me how to use Evernote.
2: <laughs> oh, and, that's right. Forgot yeah, about that.
1: And, and you were willing to spend as much time with me as I needed. And I appreciated that. So, so much. I got, I, I, I mean, I, I thought that was just amazing. I felt like we were locked in, and, and uh, our, our friendship relationship has even you know, grown and continued from there because I know that if I really, really uh, need to talk to you about something, I know I'm going to have you be 100% present with me all the time. And that is so valuable. Uh, I
2: love that, man. I mean, I really appreciate being seen like that. I do my best to, you know, I, I expend a lot of energy you know, being there and with people, you know, I really like when I know somebody's with me. So I want to make sure I'm giving that in return. Absolutely. And
1: if anyone out there is looking to hire a coach, I would would think that that's one of the things that you would want your coach to do is to be 100% present with you and to know that you are that person's, that coach's priority in the moment. That coach may be working with three, four, five, six other people at the same time, but you want to feel like you're the only one. You bet. That, that is so valuable. You can't put a price on that. We are less than two minutes away from our, our next break. Uh, so number three was uh, you, you don't have the courage to charge what you're worth. Let's just briefly look at number four, then we'll hit the other on the other side.
2: Yeah, you bet. So your tribe will not get your message. So, uh, you, you know, c- crafting the Face your Dragon brand, the entire time I was in the mountains of Boulder, sort of in this retreat cabin, uh, sober and celibate, as I was crafting this message years ago, um, it, you know, it was like, is this going to land? Are people really going to get this? Do I want to be talking about dragons my entire life? Now, granted, this message works for me, and I think a lot of people, because I'm referencing a lot of spiritualisms and, and mysticism, and, and um, you know, it's anchored in a lot of Joseph Campbell, but more importantly, it's anchored in me in the sense that I grew up around hundreds of dragons at my mom's house. Uh, not at my mom's house, but growing up with my mom and my dad, my mom had dragons, uh, hundreds. And she was always reading these science, uh, these, uh, mystery, not mystery, fantasy books, uh, about, you know, dragons. And now everybody's hooked on, um, Game of Thrones. I haven't watched it. I just, am afraid to get hooked on it. Everyone's Me so either. freaking hooked on it. <laughs> Um, but bottom line is, is like you know, my message has meaning. Your message needs to have meaning so it's anchored to you. It makes sense to you. It, it makes sense to your target audience. But, but the tribe not getting your message, you know, if you craft it, it will land. So, so that's really the key. But, but the fear there of, man, what if I spend all this time coming up with it, creating my avatars, creating my marketing funnels, my website, my branding, and it doesn't land? Like, what if Absolutely. people don't get it?
1: Absolutely. And, and that is a big fear. You know, what if someone doesn't get me? Well, certainly understand that. We are coming in during our next break. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Brad Axelrad. We're talking about facing your dragons. We're discussing the five categories. We'll go to number five when we come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio.
0: Is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Looking for the
1: perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brad Axelradt, and we're talking about Face Your Dragons. And before the break, we started talking about the five categories of dragons that we face. Number one, people may find out that you're an imposter or a fraud or somehow not real. Number two, you're afraid that people won't want what you have to offer. Number three, you don't have the courage to charge what you're worth. Number four, people may not get you and your mission. And Brad, what is the fifth category of dragons that we typically run up against?
2: Yeah. So the fifth one is that you'll become successful and get criticized. So mm. essentially or your personal life will suffer. So you achieve the dream. You're all living your life. And, you know, somehow you're either going to be too busy. Like what you're referencing earlier, you build the business incorrectly, not not focused on the lifestyle. You just build the business. You run enthusiastically in the wrong direction instead of walking in the right direction. You build this business, and then eventually you've just created a job for yourself. It's the, it's the e-myth, right? The entrepreneurial myth that Michael Gerber talks about in the book E-myth, the number one best-selling business book of all time. I recommend every entrepreneur read it and study it a hundred times. And basically, that's building, you know, a business that, uh, th- that that will set you free, not the other way around, right? I see. I've got a friend in in Orange County, and the poor guy's the more successful he becomes, the busier he gets. Yeah. So that's part of it. But the other part of it is that, for example, you know, you become successful. I I was attracting a lot of media. I started producing big events with some of the biggest thought and business leaders on the planet. And, uh, you know, with that, I I started getting a lot of celebrity and, and some friends didn't really like that. Some family members were questioning what I was doing in the world. Right. And you know so there 's that that need to be liked thing that 's in all of us, um, and we 're afraid that if we become successful we 'll either lose it uh, you know we'll lose it again we 'll lose relationships uh, we'll change somehow, or I think we 'll just get too darn busy because we didn't build the business correctly that we 're going to hate our lives in business
1: yeah, do you think that the fear of people getting to know you a little too well is part of that uh, it's a
2: huge part man it's uh you know uh, what if i what if I get seen that that fear of being seen the visibility piece of, you know, man, I won't have my privacy. I'm now a celebrity. I, I mean, when I would walk around Orange County, there would be people that would, you know, walk up that didn't that, that I didn't know that knew me. And, you know, so sometimes I, I wondered if I lost a little bit of my privacy, uh, which which is important to me. And, um, you know, yeah, that's a big one, I'm sure.
1: Absolutely. So let me ask, what do you see as the greatest fear that you see people dealing with?
2: Uh I you know I I've got a the, the the quiz gives me results at couragequiz.com if you know if anybody wants to take that one minute quiz to discover the number one uh, hidden fear stopping you from earning what you're worth and what what I've noticed from you know lots of people taking the quiz is that it's an abundance thing for most folks especially messengers coaches authors speakers uh Uh, Consultants, it's that they won't get enough clients. You know, it's a money thing, and I find that that's really an internal game as well as an external game. If you've got the right systems in place, like like I've got this quiz funnel, it generates tons of traffic and leads and customers and clients. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to have the mechanisms in place, but also it's a mindset. So you've got yep. to make sure you're checking in with the mindset. You need to be in the right geographic location for your energy. Mm-hmm. And abundance flows easily and effortlessly to me here in Costa Rica at one of the biggest months of my life last month. Um, and that's just from, uh, you know, being in, in the, the right geography, too.
1: Yeah, I took the quiz, and that's the answer that I got.
2: <laughs>
1: yep, that's most everybody. Yeah, so tell us again where we can take that quiz at.
2: Yeah, couragequiz.com.
1: Yeah, and it's free. So yep. do it. You get, it's 10 questions, multiple choice, no essay, not hard to do. You can finish this in five minutes or less pretty easily, and then you'll get an email that gives you results. It's pretty great. So, Brad, how do you help someone discover their mission and purpose?
2: Yeah, first, understanding what they're most afraid of is a, is a big thing. What are, you, what are you most afraid of? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what are you most afraid of? Brian, what's one of your biggest fears?
1: Oh, you're, you're asking?
2: I'm asking you. Oh, yeah.
1: okay. I, I yeah. thought that was, this was hypothetical. Um, no, what, what is one of my biggest fears? What if I work so hard and nothing happens?
2: So you put in all the effort. Yeah. And you don't generate the clients or don't generate the customers or yeah. the celebrity or whatever it is. Yeah, I get that. Sort of have like that.
1: a poker hand. What if I go all in and lose the hand?
2: Got it. So I'm certain you're not the only one that's listening to this that has that fear. I mean, another one that's real similar for me was, was I used to despise like internet marketers. I was like, ah, they're, they're slimy and greasy and they're, they're kind of, you know, using a lot of uh, tactics that aren't clean. Right. And it wasn't until I flipped that and thought, wow, I'm moving to the jungle. I'm moving to Costa Rica. I need to become an expert in internet marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was a couple years ago that I had that awareness. So, so there's something in there for you, Brian, in in that that there's there's an opportunity there uh, that may even be part of your messaging that will that will break you wide open and 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 crack the code to your business moving forward. So I, I'm going to invite you and everybody else to explore what that is. Yeah. What is it that you're resisting? What are you? hesitating? Where are you, uh, what are you avoiding? What, yeah. are you, what are you afraid of? You with me? Yeah.
1: Yes. And I find the analogy of the Red Sea parting is appropriate because I want the Red Sea to part before I put my foot in the water, but that's not how it happened. Moses put his foot in the water and then the Red Sea parted. I think there's a huge lesson there.
2: Huge point, man. And really a lot of what I talk about is, you know, obviously the hashtags I use in social media are like face your dragon uh, and uh, take the leap and break free. Right. Because as soon as you understand your fear by facing it now, now that's another thing I want to talk about. Your greatest fear is your greatest strength. So whatever you're most afraid of, that's where all the power is biochemically, physiologically, neurologically. So, so I'm nervous even being on this podcast. I mean, that's just, you know, it's just what happens to me. I get nervous when I'm about to speak. Now, I get to use that as fuel. I get to use the fear as fuel and sort of channel that biochemical release and use the adrenaline that's happening to, to keep me energized and to, and to channel it into my clients, to channel it into the, into the people sitting in an audience, to channel it into the spiritual adventure tours I lead, things like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You said something earlier that I found really fascinating. What you resist persists. And I've seen this and I've heard it. Can you elaborate on that for us?
2: Well, there's, there's, um, I didn't actually say that, but I've heard that quote a million times. Um, you know, we, we need to, we need to integrate our shadow. And what that looks like to me is, is riding your dragon, right? So in the movie avatar, how to train your dragon, if you remember, they were mortified of these things, especially in How to Train Your Dragon. They were so scared of, of, of these dragons. But once they learned that, that they provided uh, power, they could integrate it, and then, and then they weren't resisting the dragons anymore, uh, so it didn't persist. They, they became one with them and integrated their shadow. Then they got to use and ride the dragons all around, and they've got this powerful— now they're, they're a million times more powerful because they've integrated and they're riding this dragon— yeah. So it, no more resisting it. You know, in an avatar, uh, Jake Sully climbs the mountain and, and he faces his dragon and he's scared to death and this thing's breathing fire and it wants to kill him. And I, I, think, he, I think he asks her, you know, how will I know which, which dragon is mine? And, and, and uh, I'm blanking on her name for some reason, but she goes, it'll try to kill you. Yeah. Right? So yes. but whatever you're most afraid of, is is absolutely killing you every day, and you 're killing yourself by avoiding it and drinking alcohol and eating sugar and watching pornography, whatever you do to avoid you know having the courage to face that freaking dragon and learning to ride it and, t- and you know you 're going to get hurt along the way, and a lot of people aren 't up for that task of getting totally beaten up and tossed off off the dragon, and you know you 've got to get back on the horse that that's that's chucked you man there's so much power in that i learned that in motocross you know i've been seriously injured multiple times and you know you just get back on the thing man
1: yeah absolutely and when you do face the thing that you fear the most and succeed you can use that as an anchor moment if i can do this i can do anything kind of moment right yeah
2: it's really really a good point you know the more you can build up that muscle of you you know, facing these small fears and doing the things that scare you the most over and over and over. It's exposure therapy. Um, the more you can expose yourself to it, uh, the, the, the less charge it has and, or the more familiar, familiar you'll be with it. So you know how to channel it better. You know, fear never, I don't think fear ever really goes away. We just get better at dancing with it
1: yeah yeah let me ask you this because I think this could be uh, closely related to a lot of the things that we 're talking about. Why do you think some people have a bad relationship with money
2: that 's a really good question I mean obviously pattern tracing things back to your childhood, understanding understanding your your uh, upbringing you know what what were the conversations Mom and Dad were having when you were young uh, what 's your experience of money now as soon as you get it? Do you try to push it away as fast as possible because Uh, because your uh, comfort zone or your comfort level of the amount of money you have is wherever. I mean, we'll we'll always go back to that level, right? Lottery lottery winners always go back to that same level or or worse. Um, It's it's really an internal game of understanding where you learned the money thoughts, the money behaviors, uh, the money patterns, and how you act them out. And then ultimately understanding the feelings, you know, I mean, we're we're feeling, we're very sentient beings. It's checking in and understanding uh, at a visceral kinesthetic level uh, what's happening when we have money, what's happening when we don't have money. You know, there's so much going on there that we're constantly getting feedback externally, internally, you know, and that's where sobriety and celibacy can really get you in touch with you know, uh, what you're actually experiencing. You know, alcohol and drugs, they'll, they'll bring you sort of in the middle. They, they take off the high highs, they take off the low lows, and you're medicated and you're, you're okay, you're anesthetized. Mm-hmm. When you're sober or celibate, both at the same time, you're going to feel everything. You'll feel amazing some days and you're going to feel really crappy others because you're not medicating yourself. So that, that, that really gets you in touch with the small whispers or what i what i like to say the feather we either feel or hear the feather first or if we don't hear hear or feel that then the brick will come and if we don't recognize the brick we're going to get the mac truck right so sobriety and really you know checking in can 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 get you in touch with with these small little cues
1: yeah. I think we've only got maybe a minute or two next to, uh, left to our, our final break. I can't believe how quickly this is going. Let me just ask you uh, real briefly. We do have about a minute to go. Do you have a morning routine that helps you feel really powerful at the beginning of each day? Is there something specific you do?
2: Yeah, I got to be honest, I slipped when I just spent two months traveling around Colorado and California and Florida. <laughs> um, but now that I'm back here, absolutely, I'm back on my yoga mat, meditation, yoga. I have a green smoothie every day with, uh, with organic spinach, chia, spirulina, plant protein, uh, coconut oil, uh, cinnamon, um, a couple other items that I'm forgetting, uh, stevia, You know, just really, really healthy Uh, morning routine. I jumpstart my morning that way every morning, 100%.
1: That is fantastic. And it is important to have a ritual or routine that you can rely on to anchor your day. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away.
3: fourth of july party was held at the white house in 1801 but did you know that countries other than the u.s celebrate american independence day or july 4th denmark italy portugal and england all have fourth of july parties in fact the british celebrate their independence with bunkers and fizz gigs otherwise known as firecrackers just like in america squib is slang for an electric match used in pyrotechnics our dog celebrates July 4th every year the same way, by cowering under the bed. Many European celebrations take place, of course, at American military bases. I'd like to send a special thanks to all our armed forces stationed around the world for everything you do to provide freedom and independence to America. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app Too Funny for Word.
1: And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Brad Axelrad. We've been talking about facing your dragons. And we did talk a little bit earlier about how Brad moved to Costa Rica not too long ago. I think it was earlier this year. Brad, I want to ask you, how has moving to Costa Rica helped you in ways that maybe would not have been evident had you stayed in the United States full time?
2: Well, the first thing is the energy difference. Just uh, things manifest at light speed here. There's so little uh, uh, well, distractions, but also like, um, why am I not thinking of the word? But in the field of energy, there's just less EMFs. There's less electronics, less uh, people, less. Uh, there's just more to tap into. Basically, yeah. a lot so, less noise. No, just less noise. Right, less noise in general. And the noise you hear is natural, right? So it's a it's a natural state. Uh, for me, I tend to do better in nature. And like I'd mentioned earlier, geography is important so that you feel better. Your frequency is better. Like I'm far less tired here. I'm a million times more energy just because I'm not navigating traffic or all the EMFs and sounds. And so that's the first thing. The second thing is, is it just feels more resonant to what I'm up to with my audience, with, uh, with me. You know, I, I can create, there, there's topics all around me. When I, when I lived in Orange County Uh, on the beach for 16 years, you know, there, for me, there, there weren't that many things to talk about, right? Like here, it's like, I can talk about the animals and my experience of seeing some sort of something in nature or the rain or whatever, just nature. that just feels in alignment with me. I mean, I'm a, I'm an earth sign too. So that's the other thing. Does Um, it rain a
1: lot in Costa Rica?
2: Well, it, you know, a lot less than I thought. I, I moved down here in December and, uh, you know, this is the rainy season, and it's not that rainy. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's really okay. not that okay. bad. October so a different story.
1: Absolutely. Go let ahead. me ask you this, Brad. For, for those who do not have location-independent businesses who have always dreamt about this, what steps do you recommend?
2: Yeah, I think it's really about getting clear. Begin with the end in mind, right? Stephen Covey. what do you want to create? What's the conversation you want to be in? What's the, how do you want to create your personal transformation in the world? What does it look like? Are you on stage wearing a suit? Are you in swim trunks? Like I am, I'm, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. I only have shorts on right now. Like I, I'm in shorts. It's pretty much all I wear. Like that is ideal for me. It's 80 degrees. Like, you know, what is it that you absolutely want to create and reverse engineer it from there? For me, you know, I'm going to be buying an RV. I'm going to have an RV that's parked in the States, in Southern California, so I can rent it out. People will be renting out this RV. So I'll be living between there and here. Uh, And that to me is the ideal life. Like I'm engineering it with the end in mind. It's like, I want, I want to live in multiple places and have freedom and flexibility. So just engineer that. That's the first thing. The second thing is figure out the business so that it can scale. If you're going to build it, build it big. Make sure it's if if that's what you want, you know, make sure you're building it how you want this thing to be. I mean, for me, I I'd, I'd like to create as big of an impact as possible and work as little as possible. That's that's my commitment to make as as much money as possible working as little as possible as well. Sure. So just getting clear on what those values are, what how do you want to actually structure your life and business? That's so awesome. I think that's, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, and, and for me, it's like, I like being on the phone. I actually have always been on the phone a lot. I don't mind it. Talking on Skype on video, that's way too much intensity for me. I'm a little bit of an introvert, you know, build it around your personality style, build, build the business around your physical needs. You know, do you want to be able to move around, you know, just, just put those things down on paper and get clear.
1: Absolutely. One of the things that you are going to be doing fairly soon is hosting spiritual adventure tours in Costa Rica to help people face their dragons. What does that experience look like, and when are you doing this?
2: Yeah. So I I had the vision of uh, taking leaders. It's going to be journeys journeyforleaders dot com, which will be uh, bringing uh, uh, you know high functioning leaders to the jungle. For ten days to, to to lean into a lot of their fears and move through th- move through them, we'll be working with some shaman down here, and um, you know, playing in the spiritual realm as well in the jungle, and really understanding how to create the biggest impact from that spiritual adventure place. What what is that adventurous spirit in you? that's ready to emerge, that's, that's, that's kind of wanted to, to be named for a long time. So, you know, it's going to look like a lot of uh, activities, you know, whitewater rafting and zip lining and things like that, but a lot of deep transformational work to really get to the core of what's stopping you, what's keeping you blocked. Um, yeah, but 10 days, you know, just amazing food. You know, here's, here's the kicker, though. This is where a lot of people are either going to love this or hate this no communication with the outside world none no internet no uh, no phone calls no music no reading you know just stripping away all the distractions so you can be extremely present during this time
1: mm. no reading and no music would be really really hard yeah no read no no
2: exercise whatever whatever everyone does to 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 not feel themselves that's what we're going to remove
1: Interesting. And the end goal is just to feel completely present and to have clarity on your life purpose?
2: Well, it's that, but it's also to really amplify whatever you're up to in the world. It's getting you back in touch with your true nature, getting back in touch with nature, back in touch with your spiritual self. Mm. You know, things manifest with ease and grace when we're really in alignment with that. You know, everyone thinks it's about marketing funnels and websites, and it is. Those things are important. But really, when you get super tapped into what's most important to you and meaningful to you and what's what's your divine and right timing, the world opens up, man. Wow. Did almost 40 grand of income last month and might have worked ten hours a week traveling in an RV around the Colorado Mountains.
1: That is amazing. <laughs> so again, where can we find information about this?
2: You bet. It's couragequiz.com or faceyourdragon.com
1: Okay. And the spiritual adventure experience will be discussed there too? You bet. Fantastic. Uh, we've got probably about, you know, six minutes or so to the end. I want to ask you, how did you start your coaching business?
2: Well, it wasn't necessarily by design. It's uh, that's the irony here is that I didn't begin this or build this with the end in mind. I, I was sort of thrusted into my life purpose because I got in alignment and begged the universe or God, whatever you want to say that to, to have my purpose show up. And, uh, and it did in a big way. And, um, you know, I had to unravel some of that. I, I, you know, I was working 70 hours a week producing these live events, hundreds of them. And, um, you know, that, that led into me understanding marketing. that was back in 2006, I produced my first event. So 10 years ago, I've been, been in event production and coaching and consulting. And, um, you know, I've been able to create a pretty automated, scalable business that's allowed me to basically run Facebook ads to that quiz funnel. And, uh, you know i've packaged up that that whole entire funnel with the intention of being able to to sell it to sell a break even front end marketing funnel to thought leaders because i'll tell you learning all the technology and coming up with what i crafted in that was you know hundreds of uh, hours of work and yeah. you know uh, a lot of blood sweat and tears and custom code and a lot of things the point is that you know being able to engineer a, a scalable automated business is key, and that, that was what I focused on. It's like, how can I create that?
1: That is wonderful. It, yeah. So let me ask you this, Brad. You are a very adventurous person who's not afraid to take a risk <laughs> here and there. What is the scariest thing you've ever done out of all the scary things you've done?
2: Oh, my gosh. Uh, I know, right? What's the scariest thing? Scariest thing. I mean, that, that has to be sitting on the start straight with uh, semi-professional motocross racers, 30, you know, 40 of us on the starting straight, um, 39 other guys hungry for blood, you know, wide open on a two-stroke, 250 motorcycle that's extremely fast, uh, you know, and there are times where you're just wide open into that first turn, 50, 60 miles an hour, and, you know, just crashing in that first turn wide open, tangling with guys and hitting the, hitting the dirt and hitting the handlebar. I mean, that's, that is some serious, scary stuff. I'd say that that's the first thing. Second thing, I've gone 167 miles an hour on a street bike Uh, coming back from Santa Cruz. I held my ZX-7R, a race bike, 750 street bike, crotch rocket, wide open as fast as it would go with a guy next to me on his 750. Now, mind you, it was nighttime. We had tinted lenses on our helmets, and we're in shorts and a T-shirt.
0: Oh, my goodness.
2: (laughs) So that was probably the craziest thing I've ever done. I don't know if that was the scariest thing, but hands down the craziest thing I've ever done without question.
1: Yeah. Okay. So here's the question that I ask everyone toward the end of the show, Brad, who inspires and motivates you?
2: Oh my gosh. Don Miguel Ruiz, the four agreements. Um, (laughs) you know, my, (laughs) my, my, my dearest friends who face their fears regularly, uh, you know folks out there really committed to creating transformation on the planet inspire me the individuals who are are stepping up and saying yes to whatever's scaring them the most and realizing that's their greatest power and their greatest gift um, you know the courageous souls I'm about to launch the the Face Your Dragon podcast I've already interviewed Miguel Ruiz, you know the four Agreements, Gay Hendricks, of Big Leap and numerous other books and yes. and uh, you know folks that that are um, exactly what you asked. They're out being courageous. They're, uh, you know, they're facing their fear. Um, Those are the folks that, that, that inspire me the most because fear is really flipping scary. And most people don't have the courage to face it. They'll stay in their zone of excellence or their zone of competence because their zone of genius is just way too scary.
1: Exactly. Less than two minutes to the end. If you could give advice to the 18 year old version of yourself, what would you tell him?
2: Ah, some good questions, Brian. I would say, um, uh, you know, uh, eat better. <laughs> uh, start now. Uh, uh, understand your spiritual. Understand there's a spiritual aspect to yourself that's creating a lot of uh, uh, not being tapped into. That is creating a lot of the suffering that you're experiencing, and not not being loving to yourself. Be kind and loving, and and accepting, and, and not judging yourself so much. Um, you know, take, take better care of your body temple by eating and meditating and, and slowing down and, and forgiving. Forgive early, forgive often. Um, that's probably the biggest takeaway, I would say, is forgive early and forgive often.
1: That is fantastic. Uh, and one more time, how can we get a hold of you and the resources that you have to offer, Brad?
2: Yeah. Couragequiz.com to take the one minute quiz to discover the, the number one fear stopping you from earning what you're worth. FaceYourDragon.com has a lot of other blog posts, periscopes, videos, other, other content on there that's really juicy too.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much for being here, Brad. It was really awesome. I'm so
2: honored to be here, buddy. It was a long time coming. Thanks for having me.
1: You're so welcome. This is Success Profiles Radio. We are on every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Join us next week when I interview another of the world's most successful and amazing people to hear about their journey, what they overcame, what they learned, and lessons that we can glean from it. Join us every week. And again, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio for free anytime you want. And we do thank you so much for joining us. Until next Monday, have a wonderful week. Take care, everyone. Goodbye.